This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to the 2-0 victory at Cardiff City that took the relentless Reds back to the top of the table and onto 88 points. A total that would have been enough to win 14 previous Premier League titles. James Pearce was in the Welsh capital to watch Liverpool making nine wins on the bounce in all competitions and he kicks this podcast off with his definitive verdict. We'll then hear every word that a clearly angry Jurgen Klopp had to say in his press conference after the match and then we'll hand the show over to five Reds fans who have called into the show to give their take and that's Ross Strachan, Simon Donnelly, Owen Thomas, Matt Addison and Sam Planch. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Liverpool's Premier League title dream remains well and truly alive after uh, a hard-fought, dogged 2-0 victory over relegation-threatened Cardiff City here in uh, the glorious sunshine in South Wales. You, you just have to take your hat off to this this Jurgen Klopp side, the way in which they just keep on delivering the goods. Uh, you know, this was another really gutsy triumph for what is a, a bulging collection this season. You know, how, how many times have we said that where they've gone to tough places, not not played anywhere near their fluent best yet? You know, they've ground it out, they've defended bravely, they've put bodies on the line, and they found a way to win. And uh, that's exactly what they did here today um, first half absolutely dominated possession um, without really um, looking particularly threatening carved out a couple of chances but uh, Firmino wasted the best of them Salah uh, denied by Etheridge um, but you know Liverpool weren't, weren't, weren't particularly firing on all cylinders but then um, you know second half crying out for a bit of inspiration and it was a Trent Alexander-Arnold low corner into the box an absolutely emphatic finish from Genie Wijnaldum you know, what, what a moment for him to pick to score only his second uh, goal away from home in the Premier League. And um, you could feel the sense of relief. Um, you know, it was a, a, like a pressure valve, really. Um, and and you know, great celebrations and, and scenes that followed. And, and then, you know, Cardiff had their moments. You know, I think uh, how Morrison didn't equalise with a, with a header, uh, I really... I really don't know. You know that was a, a big let off, and then you know Liverpool had chances to kill Cardiff off. It got pretty nervy, um, but then finally that killer second goal came when uh, Morrison's stupid defending. You know, uh, I've seen on social media there's been some debate about whether it was a penalty, but for me it was an absolutely nailed-on spot kick. You know, he's fouled Mo Salah two or three times, um, blatantly held him back, and uh, James Milner, the substitute, who'd uh, only been on the field a few minutes. Show, showed his nerves of steel to slot it into the corner and wrap up you know, an absolutely priceless victory for the Reds. Put them, puts them back above Man City. Two points clear, of course, having played a game more. But crucially, it means that City have to go to Old Trafford and win on Wednesday night. Um, that win today as well gives uh, Liverpool that 88 points now. Their highest ever tally in the Premier League era when you think they've still got three games to go. Um, it is remarkable what this Liverpool team are doing. Of course, still on course for Madrid as well in the Champions League. Um, but you know the message to Man City today was very, very clear. Liverpool are going nowhere. This title race is going right down to the wire. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Sure. No, I was just going to say it must have been obviously looked a very, very difficult win for you today. How important is that? How important do you think that will be today, and what character from the players? Oh, it's massive, and it's really massive. And it, it was so difficult. If you say it before the game, everybody looks like they would not be allowed to say it. We're going to Cardiff, and we have to work there. So, uh, 
we spoke a lot about this game, uh, the, 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 how special it is, um, how special the situation is for the opponent, and um, so just to make clear uh, what we have to do today. It was, um, uh, it was not a game for a little bit playing around, it was a game for a 100% fight, a battle, if you want battle of will again, who wants it more. And difficult circumstances, and all these circumstances obviously they are all a bit in favor for the team who has the ball not that often. The ball doesn't roll like normally. Everybody saw it. I can't speak obviously today about it because um, the few guys from Sky said they spoke about it as well. So then maybe it's allowed. It doesn't make football easy when the, when the pitch is dry. Actually dangerous as well because of injuries, but it doesn't make it easy. So we had the ball most of the time. doesn't make it easy, as I said, but still created three, I think three, 100 brilliant chances which we probably usually finish off didn't do that can happen then you have to stay patient you have to stay calm you need to stay 100% focused in each set piece because that's what they go for it was pretty difficult yeah, and I think the, the big chance they had the ref told me it would have been a, a foul on Ali so um, if, if we don't it would have been not a goal so it, yeah, yeah so it would have been a foul on Ali but we had the ball anyway um, so all good in that um, so we defended these set pieces brilliant and used the set piece or two if we want at the end um, in a fantastic way. The boys were so smart, used the experience from the first half for that corner in the second half, which we didn't. It's not from the training ground, it's actually from the dressing room in the halftime when the boys decided to do that. I love that. And um, brilliant goal, second goal, counter press three, four, four times, I think, win the ball. And then I think it's no doubt about if a defender. Yeah, use your hand five times and then it's it's a penalty. Milly finishes it off. Brilliant day. But the, and uh, even Fabinho should be okay. He was a bit dizzy. So then it's in that game you need to be 100% or out. So in that moment he couldn't say he's 100%. So we, we made that change and again <laughs> after a minute. And uh, But he is fine as well. Paul? Yeah. yeah, we had two, we, 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 how you know, we, we put a lot of emphasis in, in, in set piece, meanwhile, but uh, in half time, we, it, well, not bad, it to be the first half, eh? but um, we knew that Cardiff is outstandingly strong in offensive set pieces, but from time to time, they, they have some problems with defensive set pieces, so and the boys obviously found out that if you make all these runs, you're on the pitch, we, no, no camera angle is as good as your own view, and, this, and obviously they... They decided to, to play that flat ball and Ginny will make the run with all the blocks. It's man marking, eh? It's man marking. You have a, if you bring three players proper are man marked. If you bring a fourth or a fifth one then he's free. Um, and obviously Ginny was pretty free in that moment, but then still you have to hit that ball like this. A brilliant goal. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we had to improve in that. Yeah? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't really score a lot of goals in the past from this. So, um, big, big compliment to all the boys involved in that. Analysts, uh, Pete Kravitz put a lot of work in that and stuff like that. So in the end, the boys. But the boys have to do it, and they are. Um, they like it. If it's successful, then you like everything. They will do pretty much everything. If you if somebody tells them, you know, you score more often. Do you, so. do you, like, do you like them taking that initiative? Yeah, it doesn't happen too often. Even more, that, that, even more, I like it. But of course, players talk to each other, and if you see that, and you have to, if we have two or three routines around set pieces, then it's about um, 
you try all of them and then you figure out what caused them the most problems and then you try the, the, that one again and if if you're not happy with the, all the things we on that day then you have to try something different that's difficult on the pitch to decide because um you need too many players being involved it's like you take a proper time out and say so now we do it like this but half time is possible and so they did it brilliant i love it No. Yeah. It's, it's no problem. Look, we 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 are on the spot long enough, and at the end, uh, somebody there's a, it's like a bill. The price is on. It's like you look on it, and then you have to pay it. It's what we do. We have, at the end, we will see how many much points we have, and then we we get what we get for it. We don't know it, but it's not about. It's if you are only motivated if you if you win the holy grail, and something is wrong with you. So we are uh, we we are really we are motivated itself because we, we we play for this club because we 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 want to win football games because we enjoy the ride together with our fans. That's the truth. Um, but of course. Um, but we, we have no influence on on the other games. We don't have it. It's um, it's like it is, and um, we we can play our games. Our next game is on, against Huddersfield, uh, which will be difficult again for different reasons. Again, because I know already if I tell somebody in, okay, maybe not in this room, but in Liverpool room, and say that will will be really tough one, and people look at me, I was talking about, and th do you think about Barcelona already or, or some bullshit like that? So. Um, we will be completely focused on Huddersfield, but um, until then we have to train, recover, rest and um, make ourselves ready. And I know on Wednesday is a game. I know that we have to play that game as well. And Man United was that in that moment obviously in a much better moment when we played them. So um, and it, was, it was a nil-nil. We'll see what, what comes out on, on Wednesday. We have no influence on that, but we still have to play games after that. So if that happens if United gets a point or whatever, and we we win Huddersfield and go to Newcastle after Barcelona, and I half think we have it halfway or whatever, then then we get the knock there. It's it's all difficult. We just have to stay focused on our on our things, and that's what worked really well so far. And I don't see any reason why we should change that. Last couple, yeah. Yeah, and you've obviously managed clubs all over Europe. How did the atmosphere here compare exactly to two. <laughs> not, not, not too many. So you've, you've, take, you've taken your team to the clubs across Europe. Shall I say? How did the atmosphere here today compare to? Uh, uh, it's Easter, and it's. Uh, I don't think it's a. It's a day. It's a day to sell, tell the truth. But I don't like it, and when, when crowds celebrate too much the the failure of other teams. To be one hundred percent honest, yes, atmosphere is great. But if we miss the goal, I don't know why that's the loudest moment in the in the game. So that's I, I never liked that in my whole life. Happens in other stadiums probably as well. Apart from that, it's a it's a, a brilliant place, the city with, with that weather. I think um, the half world would make holiday here. Um, and stadium is fantastic. But that's you ask me, I would have never spoken about it. But if you ask me, you get an honest answer. Um, yeah, it will be a tough fight at Brighton. Uh, maybe it's the moment not in the most confident position, but they will strike back as well. Uh, yeah, it will be interesting until the last match day, probably. Neil, do you want one to finish off? Yeah, I, um, I didn't see a close up of the pitch, obviously, you did, but when it is bone dry, what is the purpose behind it and how does it affect? Do you don't, do you don't really ask that question, do you? You want the answer from me, or you don't know the answer? Look, we had yesterday. We had to convince our our groundsmen. It was like against their ethos. Ethos. They didn't want to do it because they um, they are too too proud for that. Don't cut the grass and leave it dry at our training pitch. So we trained yesterday one hour ten minutes on a on a bone dry pitch just to get used to it. 
So it's uh, I, I spoke about that last year when we played at West Brom and people call me then a bad a bad loser. I don't know even if he lost that day or played or played uh, had a draw. It's just football. Dry pitches are dangerous. It's um, for for the players injury wise and stuff like that. You run and you stop in a moment when you are not we are not used to. It. That's how it is. It can happen a lot of things. So that's how it is. But you know why a pitch why people leave a pitch dry. You know that. <laughs> so I don't have to say that. It's just and if you didn't see it, by the way, I'm sorry for that. That the ball, that the ball, um, the pitch was dry then. I don't know exactly why, because the ball doesn't roll that quick, and it gives uh, it's bitter. It, it's it's difficult for the fluency of the game. That's how it is. If you if you ask footballers, what do you want? They would say, yeah, a wet pitch and let, let's go, let's pass, let's play football. That's how it is. You can slide better. Everything is is better. But how I said, we were prepared this time. We learned pretty much from all our mistakes in the past. This time we were prepared, and um, so I'm happy with the outcome. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Giraffes from Witness with his thoughts on the Cardiff Liverpool game. Huge relief to get through that game. We're back on top of the table. You know, at some point in that game, during the first half, I was thinking, is this going to be the game that's going to slip us up? But we managed to get the win. That's all that's all we can do at this stage. First half, I thought we bossed the game, obviously. Cardiff give them the due. They were well set up, disciplined in the what they were trying to do. And I, I don't I don't blame them for that. A point at this stage for them would have been would have been big. But we were only concerned about three points. They were set up in a certain way. But we did create chances in that first half, you know. Mo Salah's um Sadio Mane, Firmino, they all missed the chances. They all missed really good chances, to be fair. And you start to think, you know, is this is this going to be the slip-up? But yet again, dogged Liverpool, you know. So proud of the team to dig in yet again. To get the win. That first goal, obviously, is huge. The first goal is huge. Came off a set-piece, Gini Wijnaldum. Caught it, you know. You think at the first glance, you think, "Oh, he's caught that sweet." But I'm sure, you know, you look at that again. I'm sure that's coming off his shin. But I couldn't give a monkey's how it's gone in. I'm sure, he could, but it's in. But one nil up, and at that point, they're not going to get back into the game. There's no chance in hell they're getting back into that game. They were playing for the points. Like I say, understandable team in their position. A point would have made a big difference to that side going into the last few games of the season. As soon as you get that goal, you break the hearts, and that's and that's going to be that. The second goal comes from a penalty. First glance, I think, oh, he's gone, he's gone down softly there, Mo Salah. You see the replays. His hands are all over him. He's pulled him. He's pulled him. He's got him virtually in a headlock at one point. Stone cold penalty. James Milner steps up, cool as you like, slots it, game over 2-0. And this championship, it's going all the way. It really is going all the way. Huge, huge game in the context of things coming midweek, which we're obviously not involved in. Man United, Man City. Now, we all think that that's going to be the game that's going to influence how this title is going to go this season. But even if that doesn't go our way, we're back in the same position that we always have been. 
we've just got to win our games. And you don't know what's going to happen. You can't just say, oh, because it's United, they're going to get results. You don't know who's going to get the results against City. Someone along these lines is going to drop points. You know, there's, they've got four games to play, we've got three. There's not a chance in hell that everyone is going to win all of them games. Someone's going to drop points. Is it going to be us? Is it going to be them? We don't know. I pray to God that it's going to be them because it's my lifetime's ambition to see Liverpool win that um, Premiership trophy. I was far too young, far too little to even understand what it meant when Liverpool won, last won the league. For Liverpool to win the Premiership in my lifetime is something that I've dreamed about, like I say, since I've ever started watching the watching the team. So that's in, that's within our grasp now, and that's all we can do. Focus on our game. Obviously, we'll all have one eye. We'll all have two. Never mind one eye. We'll have two eyes on that Man United, Man City game on the Wednesday night. But whatever the result in that, it doesn't matter. There's still games to go. There's still games, points to be won. There's still points to be dropped. And we're in this, and we're going to be in this until the last game of the season. I can't see it going into anything other than the last game of the season. I'm so proud of Liverpool. I'm so proud of some of the performances yet again. Jordan Ensign's surpassed himself today again. I thought he was brilliant. Led the led the team from the front. He's come on so much in the last you know couple of months. I've criticised Henderson the way he's played, his negativity and so forth. But he was a true leader out there again today. I thought he was you know I'd, I'd probably give Henderson man of the match. He was brilliant. But they were all good. We've done a workman-like performance. We were by far the better side. We go again to our next league game. I think it's Huddersfield. Shouldn't be any problems there. Let's win that game. And then we can look forward to some huge, huge games to go. Double header against Barcelona. You know, doesn't get any bigger than that for me. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for the game at Anfield. So excited. The leagues, the last couple of league games, all to play for. This is what we're in it for. No matter what, this is what we're in it for. We enjoy it. It's been a great day. Yes, again. The Reds have won and we go again. Come on, the Reds. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. No freezing cold walks across the cemetery or Stanley Park for me today as I didn't go to Cardiff and the weather's a lot nicer anyway. But it's a weekend where we uh, can't help at this late stage of the season but look at other teams' results. We were all praying, absolutely praying for uh, Tottenham to take a point or even three off Man City yesterday but sadly that didn't come to fruition. Then this morning, Easter Sunday morning, I personally was hoping United would beat Everton, partly because it's Everton and partly because, but mainly because I wanted United to be going into the game against City with a little bit of confidence, a little bit of a, having had a little bit of a boost of a win against Everton to try and, you know, put the mockers on City's sort of current premiership form. Liverpool, thank goodness, have just done their thing against Cardiff. It's a, we probably all noticed it, but last season we used to blow teams away, usually in the first half, scoring three, four and five goals in 
in 15 and 20 minute spells. This season, we're definitely a team of second of second halves in games. We seem to wear teams down now with our fitness and our skill. We seem to um, constantly wear them down until in the second half, we eventually break through and get the goals we need to get us to three points. Um, big shout out today, I think, to Ginny Wijnaldum, a player who, for me, other than Van Dijk and Mane, could be up there as potentially as player of the season for us, uh, behind those two, admittedly. Um, he's had a great season, Ginny, and, you know, one of those kind of unsung hero type players. He, he does so well. He's chipped in with his a reasonable amount of gold this season and well done, Ginny, for another important goal today. So the ball's back in City's court now and I said it last week and I'll stick to my guns that we can never be 100% sure, but I've got a feeling that by Wednesday night, as Liverpool fans, we'll pretty much know on which wall the writing is on, whether we're going to win this damn thing or whether City are going to reclaim their title. Because I think if City get a, game, a result against United, I think Clotting Pep will have won the psychological battle and City will probably go on and not lose another game, take the FA Cup and take the, the league. Um, if United get at least a draw or even a win against City, then I think the league is ours because that will spare us on to not losing another game in the Premier League. So here we go. Let's bring on Wednesday. Let's get it done with and let's see where we stand on Wednesday night at bedtime. And let's all say our prayers to whoever's up there that Man United do us a favour. Come on, you Reds. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Happy Easter, everybody. Everybody. Liverpool dogfight their way to yet another win. City fans may still be looking to the skies, wondering how the heck Sean Morrison managed to miss that open goal on 65 minutes, and City fans will have to keep looking upwards if they want to know where Liverpool are in the table. Two points clear again. Woo! Lovely! Surely this has got to take some kind of toll on their players and surely it has to pressurise them into stumbling, perhaps even, you know, just a little bit. We just need them to draw. I mean, if not, if they win all their games, they will have won the league and they will have totally deserved it. I, 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 I can't say that enough. Absolutely superb team City, but how good are we? And today was all about Liverpool, wasn't it? Could we hack the pressure? Could we keep our cool? Especially after Mo, Bobby and Sadio had all missed golden chances in the first half. Step forward, one of the very coolest players I've ever seen in a red shirt. Cooler than a polar bear in a pair of shades. Jeannie Vineldum, his sublime thwack from a dodgy-looking Trent corner, was as sweet as a chocolate egg. Terrible luck for Fabinho. Of course, we all wish him well. That looked pretty horrible, that whack to the head. Hope he's back uh, back uh, soon, and it was just a precaution. Um, uh, yes, of course, but uh, his, his replacement, James Milner, was magnificent, wasn't he? He calmed things down perfectly. He kept the ball. He won some key tackles. He was inspiring people to talk to each other. He was talking as well. Superb. And then... 
he struck that superb, clean, shiny penalty into the bottom corner at 300 miles per hour after Salah had been wrestled to the floor. Well done to him. Well done to Bobby Firmino as well. My man with a match. He was getting between the lines. He was, you know, causing havoc, being creative. Could have scored. Could have set one up. One note of tackles as well. And, ooh. Well done, Bobby. Ole, anyway, these these dog-fighting Reds. Ole, these calm heroes. Ole, these skillful Red warriors. Did I say Ole? Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool returned to the top of the Premier League table with a 2-0 victory down at Cardiff City. It was always going to be a slog, these games always are, but the Reds once again got the job done in the end. It felt like a game of missed chances and frustration at times. Firmino, Salah and Mane had huge chances in that first half, but the Reds got it over the line in the end. At 0-0 it took a great save from Alisson after Umar Nias' acrobatic shot. It would have been a great narrative with his Everton connections, but thankfully the Brazilian got a strong hand to it and tipped it over the bar. The pitch clearly hadn't been watered, and with no ball boys around it, it was a clear attempt to slow the match down. Typical Neil Warnock. But I thought both sides struggled with that, as well as the heat. To a certain degree, it backfired on Warnock and hindered his own team as well at times. It took a great goal early in the second half, and to be honest, I thought it was coming. It's been a pattern now for a few weeks where the Reds come out of the blocks quickly for that second period, and so it proved again. Trent Alexander-Arnold's 10th assist of the season, and it was a really clever corner routine. Often I think Liverpool aren't quite creative enough with set pieces, but they certainly were today. It was a thumping finish as well from Gino Wijnaldum, only his second ever Premier League away goal, and it was really timely. He was poor midweek, but much better today in that deeper midfield role. The second goal came from a penalty, of course, and it was a penalty kick all day long for me. Sean Morrison was holding him for a few seconds, and it's a penalty kick whether Salah goes down or not. It's probably soft, and it's probably one that you wouldn't always get, but Martin Atkinson got it spot on. With James Milner on the pitch, it was always going to be converted, and he coolly slotted it in. It was unfortunate circumstances in which Milner came on, obviously with that Fabinho injury, but it was a great cameo from him nonetheless. There's some talk of him heading back to Leeds United if they come up this season, but I'd certainly be keeping hold of him for sure. With the title race ongoing, his experience is proving to be vital, and he's a really highly thought of member of the squad. Joel Matip as well, just quickly, I thought he was really good as well. Cardiff had a ploy, I think, to mark Virgil van Dijk and leave him in possession, but that suits Matip just fine. He was more than comfortable winning aerial duels as well, which has sometimes been a concern in the past. Cardiff, I thought, tired in the heat, but that's the risk you face when you've absolutely no interest in keeping possession. They're really lacking in quality, and it shows just how poor some of the sides are at the bottom of the Premier League, that it's still not been confirmed that they're relegated this season. I'd expect a similar sort of game against Huddersfield Town on Friday night, but at Anfield, you'd expect a much, much easier task. In the meantime, though, come on Manchester United. Not something I say too often. OK, so we got the uh, Liverpool card after... Uh... You know, away from home, it, it, sunshine and and not many rainbows, and it was always going to be one of these uh, difficult ones where we had to win again. And, and you know, listen, I think the best thing I can say about this team is I'm more nervous watching them than they are playing it. And 
that's a real good quality to have because I don't think we had that in the, the, the other years when we, we've gone for titles and stuff like that. Um, the pitch was very dry, the grass was a bit long, we noticed, even though it was glorious. Um, we couldn't really play a zip, couldn't really have our zip on the ball, and that was on purpose and fair enough. First half, I think we started a bit, bit slow, but a couple of really good chances, and I think they had one good chance where Alisson made a good save. I think Salah Firmino both had decent chances where we should have scored second half. Then, you know, we had the breakthrough. Um, and, and, and Milner with the penalty. I mean, it did. I've heard people saying it. I've only seen it live, but I've seen the arms around Salah. And whether he's gone down easy enough, you've got, if you're naive enough to have your arms around someone like Salah or any player in the penalty box for more than a second, and it seemed to be five or ten seconds to me, well, then you're in danger of giving penals away. And, and, and Jimmy Milner slotted it there, and that, that was great. Thought when Alden finished was really good. Um, from a smart corner from Trent. Trent got done a couple of times going backwards towards uh, with the defender, but going forward he was good. Um, it was a good little move for that, cor- for that corner though. I thought Genie was very quiet other than his goal. It was a very professional performance, very calm, very collected, um, no nerves again. And I think really we just need to say, you know. We're doing all we can. I just don't want this to happen where we do a slip up and it gets remembered. You know, if, if we win all our games and we don't win it, well then, you know, that's all we can do. But listen, it's brilliant and we've got the Barcelona, we've got this as well. And on Wednesday now, I mean, Arsenal got beat there, so United have got a chance and I know Everton's done them today and by all accounts play very well. But United have got to react here, they've got a derby and, you know, the manager had to go over and apologise to the fans there. They've got something to prove there. And I'll tell you what, if I was uh, the manager of United there, the Solskjaer, I'd be saying, you're playing for your future. And I know it's a risky game, but I'd be saying, risky thing to do, I'd be saying. You know, you're playing for your future. Because for half them players there, the only way is down from there. Because they're not going to get a bigger club than that. Because they're not good enough. and They really are lacking quality, United. But as long as they, which is great to see, by the way, normally, but I want them to win on Wednesday. Um, or, or get a draw, it ought to be greater. So, you know, we're on tender hooks again, and, and, and we were today and all that, but the bank holiday weekend's back on course here with a cracking little win for the Mighty Reds, and that, that, that's all we're concerned about. And I think Milner was spot on. I heard a, I seen a clip on my phone from him about um, after the game saying we can only concentrate on ourselves, and I think he's spot on. That's what you can do, and take each game at a time, but... You know, look at this, it's boss, isn't it? You know, you know, the sun shines out and Liverpool are winning games and winning all kinds of competitions with the big boys and it's great to see and you know, you've got you've got people like Gary Neville on the telly and all that and I've seen other clips on Twitter where, you know, he's running scared and that and making comments and that. It's great and um long may continue and all we can do is keep doing what we're doing. Um and I think today you know, I think Liverpool changed the formation. It looked a bit of a different shape, like a bit of a diamond shape there. And uh, Juan Alden was in what Klopp would say the number six. You know, the DM role, which surprised me because I think Fabinho should play every game. He's great. Um, and that was a bit more to because he, because he probably because the long balls and the second balls and stuff like that. But I was surprised Fabinho didn't play against Cardiff because he's stronger. He's a bit of a bit of a ball winner to win them second balls but listen it's worked and he's done it again and 
my final point really is the calmness and the the, the, the real like the real professional sort of like the way the way we're doing it, you know, the the real the real it's a championship. It, it's a championship winning side mentality that we've got. We're just we're just a bit unlucky that there's another boss team in the city, we're going all the way, but you know what? We just do what we do and I made up and um, let's just see what happens. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.